This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, welcome to Seagull Social Season 4, Episode 24, and it's a good episode because we are through to the next round of the FA Cup, Ben, after a, a great win against Stoke City. The Andy the Naylor the derby, cup. unfortunately, Andy, yeah. the magic of the cup. <laughs> Andy Naylor's on the wrong end of it this time, but um, well, <laughs> uh, Ben, I'm joined by you, not joined by Maz, because it's his mother's birthday, so wishing her yeah. a very happy birthday, of course, from Some excuse everyone that. in the Albion Some community. Excuse. Um, it's awful in it's so poor. But yeah, Ben, um, <laughs> how are you, mate? I can't talk, though. Um, how am I? Yeah, good. If if you are watching on YouTube, um, you'll notice I'm in a new setup. Um, I moved out. Get what? the violins out, guys. That's mad. Do you know what? It's actually yeah, yeah. quite emotional. Like, you know, it's the last last pod last time that you ever filmed in that setup. It's been iconic yeah. for about three years, that is. I mean, for, for the viewers, yeah, it's going to be quite an emotional one to look back on now. And for me as well, it was a tough one. But, you know, I still managed to bring the David Lopez shirt. Still got the the sign up there, which is like one of three, I think. Probably because just no one else bought it. Not because it's exclusive or anything. Um, or limited edition. Um, what else have we got around? There is a Brighton thing up here. But because the, we're, there's only two of us, you can only see us narrowly. So and hopefully when there's three of us, you'll be able to see another like stadium poster up there as well. I tried my best. Oh, there was yeah. a flag. It's just fallen from the TV as well. So that's not ideal, but yeah, it's like I made a Mark it. Goldbridge moment, that mate. <laughs> the setup. Let me see if I can do it whilst you talk. Okay, this is this is going to be good fun. Um, yeah, so Brighton obviously won today. Um, <laughs> it's it's a rare moment where I've not been at the game. Actually, it's quite weird to be honest, but um, it's a good win nonetheless. I mean, it's a it's a game. I I, I can't even say Ben because he's still doing this, but it's a game Ben as to where we've probably not started at our best and and in all honesty it was a bit of a tough start I mean Stoke came at us quite well in the beginning of the second then in the beginning of the first half um and they were they were there to prove that they're not there to be messed around with I mean um that first goal where uh, that mistake sort of by a bit of everyone really I think Lewis Dunk passed it out um sort of Jao Pedro is shaken off it quite easily the next through ball comes across and then all of a sudden JP 
in maybe not one of his more fashionable moments. I mean, he's he's been so good for us, Ben, but that was not one that he's going to try and remember for too long. No, but he did set the precedent of defenders scoring for Brighton in that game, which was good because Van Heck scored and Estepino thought, oh, I'll probably need to score now as well as a defender. And Lewis Dunk followed suit. So it was only Jack Kuntrewood who should hang his head in True. shame for not scoring as a defender because that would have been quite a good bet. Um, but no, yeah, it was probably... Absolutely useless. <laughs> absolutely useless. Get him out of the team. Bring back Lamptey with one leg. We'll, we'll be fine with him. Uh, but no, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best moment for JP, was it? But um, he made up for it later in the game, which I'm sure we'll get on to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not one that I'm going to stick around on, to be fair, because we did, we did come back. I mean, it wasn't... <laughs> I wouldn't say we were bad by any stretch, but I wouldn't say that we were very good either. I think we were just a bit, we'd almost lowered ourselves to the, the classic standards of Stoke away when they're sat sort of bottom end of the championship. It really felt like that in that first sort of 45. Uh, I think Stoke, if anyone really deserved to be in the lead, sort of going into half time, I thought they had a couple of chances. Um, that big Wesley, is he the same Wesley that was at Villa? That sent yeah, forward? Yeah, it is him. Yeah. It is him, isn't it? Like he's quite, he's quite handy, you know. To be fair, he, mm. he had us on strings a couple of times. Van Hicker and Dunk looked like they'd never played football together at times, but um, we did move can on. Right? Can just, you imagine if we didn't thanks... play like a straw th- uh, full strength team? Because I was found that quite surprising that Deserby said before mm. the game, "It's like we're going to go full strength." Usually, you use the FA Cup, even if it is against a Championship team, to put some more rotation in the squad or the starting eleven. But he didn't, so. What would the result have been if we did have a slightly more rotated team? Would we have actually won that result? Uh, won that game, sorry. Yeah, I mean, it, it's difficult though, isn't it? Because you know, the game changes then, doesn't it? The game's different. and I don't know, it's, it's hard to tell. But I think our, our, I don't know, De Zerbi likes to obviously go for everything, doesn't he? He wants to win every competition that's available. So I, I'm not surprised really that he went for a first 11 I mean let us know in the comments obviously if you're surprised but I don't know there's something about Italian managers they want to just win everything especially someone like De Zerbi but I don't know Ben I thought that first 11 was as good as it can get I don't know about you but that first half was sort of far from pleasing was it yeah oh yeah so that's pretty much credit to to Stoke to be fair um it was really nice for their 200 fans to see them take the lead against the mighty Brighton of Albion because that was an abysmal, abysmal attendance from them. Let's be honest. I think it was more Brighton away fans, but um, yeah, they they probably wish they did buy tickets because their team didn't do too bad. Um, and yeah, probably maybe you could say they deserved more from the first half. They could have scored more potentially, but um, yeah, no, they they done themselves proud. I would say they weren't the classic Stoke that we used to remember and love with the Peter Crouch balls up to the top. They do play a bit better football now, but they used to be good are. back in the day, you know. Good they did, yeah. It's actually quite interesting. I was listening to the Peter Crouch podcast recently and he was talking about how he was talking about the transition from the Stoke City with Charlie Adam to getting Ibrahim, Afalai, Bojan, all that stuff. He said the reason why they got relegated is because they the balance was really good at one point and then it just tipped up tipped too far to the whole tiki taka style of play or that yeah, that sort of style of play and then they got relegated. So you know, now they're kind of going back to their roots, I guess. But yeah, they did do well against a very good Premier League side. In Brighton. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? We are now going to these teams as the ones that are better and we should be winning. And it's weird because we've never really... I mean, I say we've never really. In the last couple of years we have, but I I still find it a little bit surreal sometimes. I'm like, okay, we expect to win. We must win. We're going to a championship team 
and it's embarrassing if we lose and that's the situation we're in so it's um it's a, it's a crazy transition but mm. we seem going to get to FA Cup um, a lot don't opinions, we though, before we do that yeah last year was the same day as my birthday actually I think it, and yeah. it was the one that broke the curse remember we were like oh my god mm. we actually won on my birthday <laughs> but that was the FA Cup Ferguson scored um, but I'm going even further back than that, but it still doesn't really feel like it counts but we back, further back than that were we in the Champions League one I think we were in the Championship maybe it was our first season in the Champ because there's a really horrendous picture of me at Stoke Away on Facebook somewhere in the archives with my Justin Bieber haircut could be right I think it was maybe first season in the Champ normally I'd remember this remember. sort of thing I think, did we lose three one? Maybe I remember Sunderland at home. I remember Sunderland at home. I just I'll have a quick Google Stoke, but you probably could be right. Yeah, have a look. I mean, you're probably right. I remember for certain Sunderland because I remember they were probably one of the bigger Premier League clubs to come down at that time. I think Mikel Smith scored and we won one nil. If I'm right in saying that was first season Prem, uh, sorry Championship. Um, but yeah, onto Estupinian. Just while we were here, um, it's a it's a great goal. I mean, and I mean a great goal. I mean, in the way it's come about is in a situation where we're obviously not playing very well. And he scored a goal like that. So many people can say it's easy. It's easier to score a worldie like against Tottenham when you're 4-0 up or going into 4-0 up. Whereas when you do it, when you're at 1-0 down away from home, literally a couple of minutes before end of the first half, it's a, it's a great strike, Ben. But does it beat the Spurs goal from last week? It doesn't, but it is very close. It was an it was a very very good finish. Um, it's just so good having him back. But um, no, I don't answer your question. I don't think it does. It don't, no, it doesn't do better than the one against Tottenham. Speaking of Tottenham, did you see Pedro Poros? I don't think that was probably close closer to being better than Purvis's one. But that was an unbelievable goal yeah. by Pedro Poro. He obviously took a leaf out of the, um, the Pedro Poro one. It, it it's not as aesthetically pleasing as the Stupinian first goal, but. I think the Stupinian second goal, because of the way he's hit it and the way it's gone into the back of the net near post, I mean, there's 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 a fraction of the goal you're aiming for there. So you have to hit it spot on, which he did. And the way that he's got so much power behind it, in my opinion, from a half volley with such a small amount of margin to aim for, in my opinion, it's a, it's a better goal because I think it's a more difficult goal to score. I think you'd probably be more likely to hit that one into row Z than you would be the other one when you've got a bit more time to think about it and you cut across That's goal. a good point. I think to go yeah. near post um, on the half volley was a difficult one. But Ben, did yeah, you find say it if we the played te- Stoke? The techniques... The, um, the techniques uh, oh yeah, sorry, I did. But yeah, the techniques, I, I agree, is probably a lot harder for the goal he scored against Stoke. Um, I did, sorry. Um, 2011 February, I think it was when we played them at the Bet365, and it was three nils of Stoke. I, f- I feel like I do remember that now. You say it to be fair, mm. I feel like I do. I just I'd need to see the game and I'd be like, oh yeah, 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 I remember that game. <laughs> I but can't yeah, Bet365 or Britannia. I mean, oh yeah, it was it was the Britannia back Britannia then. still. Mm. In my opinion, I always still call it the Britannia. Weirdly, but I don't know. But yeah, Purvis deserves his flowers, mate fantastic performance today um further proof as to what deserve said in the press last yesterday even was that he is the best left back in the league or you'd, you'd struggle to find many other left backs in the world is what he said then purvis um and he's probably right ben isn't he sorry i was on mute i'm still stuck in this 2011 stoke stoke game i can't get over it can i just quickly go through the goal scorers of that um, sorry to the listeners for keep going back and forth this 2011 game, but it's in my mind now. Um, Ryan, this is going to blow your mind. 
So in the 14th minute, John Carew scored for Stoke. And then in the 22nd minute, Jonathan Walters scored. And then just before half-time, Ryan Shawcross scored as well. And that was the 3-0 game. Done. Some great names there. Uh, what was your question? Names. Ryan Shawcross. I was once told that Ryan Shawcross, and not even that long ago, was better than Lewis Dunk. Um, and that Lewis Dunk was a now? clumsy Ryan Shawcross, what I was once told. Where is he now? Yeah, that, that's a very funny comparison. But um, my question, Ben, was... I don't remember now because you've just you've you, something you've, about you've purpose my being brain the best three fullback. times in a row. I've now forgotten. <laughs> yes, think the Zerbi said something along the lines of that in the world right now. He said that there's you'd struggle to find many left backs better than him in the world right now. Um, do you agree with him? Yeah, I would. You would struggle, I think. I mean, I'm to try it now. I think maybe right back. If you're saying fullbacks, there are definitely maybe some better right back but left, in terms left, of just left, strictly left yeah um yeah i mean i'm struggling so i, I must be agreeing with deserve i can't really think of any um let us know in the comments another one classic but um even in the prem like who's the best i'm calling out my friend the other day who's a united fan i'm calling him out on on air because we had a, we had a heated debate downstairs the other day of luke shaw being better than this opinion which is just absolutely outrageous mate it's not true it's not true. That's I'm here to tell you right now that it's not true because my opinion is the one that matters the most, obviously. But that just, it, that, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sorry. That's a disgraceful show. I'm not swapping that opinion for sure. Honks, doesn't it? So, yeah. No. Let us know in the comments if, if you want to. A opinion. Name me three left backs that are better than him. And if you say Mark Cooker, you're getting blocked and you're not allowed to watch a single <laughs> single social podcast episode ever again. Right. Do you Moving not see on, they were looking for half, another left back, on this. Chelsea? Sorry, before we go back to the game. I'm not surprised. They're probably, mate, they're probably going to go just spend £70 million on a Stupinian, and I'd, I'd probably reject it, to be honest, at 70 Um mm. But yeah, let's go on to second half, because I don't want to talk about Please. price tags of our players. It's just it's boring. <laughs> so, we played a lot better now. Um, they brought on that tricky winger. I can't remember the guy's name now. Um, he, he looked pretty useful, though, uh, for the first sort of five, ten minutes. I thought they were you know, really changing the game that they actually, to be fair, probably should have taken a couple more chances there. But I think at some point, it's funny with these sort of games, quality shines through. Um, and I think that's what we did. We just turned it up a notch. Uh, João Pedro particularly, but uh, Jan-Paul van Hecker, obviously with the, with one of the final, it was the final goal. Um, yeah. But Danny Welbeck made a big difference in the second half as well. It's worth noting. Um, ben, how, how pleased were you sort of with João Pedro's performance? Because it was, so much more improved I think off that left side um, obviously alongside with Purvis as well which obviously helps is so much better maybe the Matoma injury for him has been a bit of a blessing yeah I think we've always said it as well that he well I mean I know I have ever since that Athens game where he couldn't hold the ball up for for the life of him I really don't see him as a number nine I thought that he can play better as a 10 or even on the wing and yeah he's definitely so much better on the wing um and yeah, obviously it is championship, uh, championship opposition, but at the same time, he still had a very good performance and kind of, I wouldn't say carried us, but made the second half a lot more easier for us, for sure. But yeah, he's a quality, quality player. And I'm hating these links of him being linked with moves away already is an absolute joke. He's just signed yeah. here, for fuck's sake. 
Yeah, it is draining, isn't it? I mean, if 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 Shao Pedro's out there watching this, I mean, are you bored of it, Shao? Like, is it just a bit? Does it for players? Does it not just get a bit draining to see your name linked everywhere, especially as Brighton player? Like, you just you've just joined here, and I'd say in the last two months, he's just really finding his feet as that talisman that we've been crying out for for so long. Um, and he's 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 exactly that. And today was exact proof of that. Um, it was obviously Pascal Gross, wasn't it? With yet another assist, by the way. Um, I don't. I was struggling to count many goals in recent times where Jao Pet. Sorry, not Jao Pedro. Where Pascal Gross hasn't got an assist. Obviously, it was Lewis Dunk with the first one. Then he got it with the Jao Pedro header. Both brilliant headers, by the way. I don't. I could. Could you tell me apart from obviously a Stupinian bangers where Pascal Gross hasn't assisted a goal? I generally don't think you can. I think <clears throat> if you looked at our goals this season, percentage wise, I'm gonna say he's probably involved with like 75% of them. It feels that way anyway. A goals and assists obviously including, but yeah, he's always involved and it comes back to that same thing as like when he when he's gone, we will feel it. We will 100% feel it unless we replace him well, of course. But um, yeah, he's the worst can't describe yeah. how incredible that bloke is for us. He's like our little De Bruyne, isn't he? And he, he, he can create something out of just nothing. And normally the pass is brilliant. I mean, that that chip that he did across for Dunk's goal is almost identical to the one that I think it was Welbeck scored, almost identical to the one that it was Hinchwood scored. It's it's a similar move nearly every time. It's the, it's the gross turn, if you like, where he cuts back across and he whips it either left or right. It doesn't really matter. And it's it's such a good move. Like, he, it's unstoppable. It's so... I'm I'm surprised, but like defenders don't do their homework. I mean, they probably do on that sort of move, but it seems to work every single time anyway, which just shows how good he is at it. A bit like when Iron Robin was cut onto his left side. Defenders know he's going to do it, but he's so good at it that they still can't prepare for it, and he they get done by it every single time. Um, but yeah, it just goes to show the player that Pascal Gross is. Mm. And I think it's worth noting this third goal um, because this is the one. Obviously, after a penalty, so many times we've gone to a club. You know, lower than us at the time. I'm not going to disrespect Stoke by any stretch because there was once upon a time we were playing Stoke and they were better than us and it wasn't that long ago. Um, but going to Stoke away, a team that's below us by quite a margin and obviously we're so far up in the table, it's, it's the sort of thing I've seen so many times as a Brighton fan where we would just capitulate. We would concede again, we'd get that, that second kick. You know, you go 2-1, then we tend to sort of fall away, don't we? When it goes to two all. We you know, you'd expect the the pressure to start mounting from them. Their crowd you'd thought would probably have done a little bit more to get them into the game, but they, they just didn't have didn't enough really. of a crowd um, to help them get back into the game, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, there's me not disrespecting Stoke and Ben just comes out with they didn't have a crowd. But no, it's sort of true. But is their championship attendance much better than that? I'm pretty sure it is. Like why do they not go Surely. to that game? Why did what what else what else is there I mean, to do in watch... Stoke? Stoke games on a Saturday. What else other than leave the city <laughs> to go somewhere else? I I, I don't I don't know <laughs> Stoke, um, but I I do know that it wasn't a great turnout, and I do know that they should have done more to capitalise on us. To be honest, because um, I thought we were a little bit shaky after that second, and, and leading into the second, as I say, they they were there and doing a good job. And to be honest, I actually do give them a lot of respect for how they how they played against us. They they did go at us quite a lot, and considering where they are in the table, it's you know they, this new manager they've got in Schumacher is obviously doing a good job there. Um, I think you can see that. 
Um, mm. But we'll move on to that third goal, as I say, because this is the bit that I did actually. This is the sort of goal that we'd normally concede. And this is why I liked it so much, because it was the sort of goal where Gross has created something out of nothing. And it's such a good header from Pedro. And it's all, the all-round play has been great to lead up to it. Ben, I don't know about you, but the amount of times where we concede a goal like that, it, it felt nice to be the ones that are doing it to someone and being that ruthless and being like, no, we're, we're not here to mess around. We're going to win this game. No, that's a good point. Yeah, that's fair. Even the other, the, the last goal as well, we feel like we would normally get hit on the counter like that. Just a, a kind of tapping goal, that sort of thing. But no, no, I definitely agree. Um, it is nice to be on the other end of it. But I know we skipped over it. Lewis Baker obviously scored the penalty for Stoke. Shout out to him. Friends of him on Facebook since I was like 11 because he used to be a Chelsea Academy player. <laughs> so I added him on Facebook. No way. I knew he was yeah. Chelsea Academy, but like your friends, yeah. with, what, I don't know your, your actual mates, you went for a coffee last week, is it? I know. Yeah, exactly. Really know him well. I always go to Stoke to see him, but I don't know why, because obviously I'm not a Chelsea fan. Um, so I don't know why. I think he was just had a really good potential in FIFA one year and I thought that's pretty cool. So I got, yeah, sorry. Obviously all Brighton fans that's are Chelsea fun. fans at heart. Um, so I think that's why because yeah, it's a United thing. But yeah, just wanted just wanted to shout out Lewis Baker. But yeah, going back to your question, Ryan, yes, um, it is nice to score those sorts of goals instead of conceding them because they are very frustrating to concede. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mm. I'll give credit to Lewis Baker. Yeah, the, the whole knee injury thing, it must be tough. I thought, I thought that he was going to come off on it first half again, uh, which would have been horrible for him. But um, yeah, no credit to him. It was a good penalty, to be fair. The way he sort of smashed it into that bottom left is a, a, a great way to take a penalty. Just hit it as hard as you can. Uh, is there... Is there case there for Verbruggen perhaps I mean not not for the penalty itself but just in general maybe they're firing a lot of shots at him he, he gave, nearly gave the ball away a couple of times again is he one that just needs time Ben you know he's so young obviously um, but you can see why perhaps that Deserbi opts for still in the league and just you know wants to integrate Verbruggen slowly because do you think he does he is mistake prone at the moment do you think Steel is now more number one than it, it's not 50-50 anymore? You think it's more like 75-25? That's a fantastic question. I'm so glad you mentioned because it's kind of I like got a quote from Deserbi yesterday. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, good. Um, talking about exactly that. Um, and this is what he said. This is an exclusive on Seagull Social because I haven't put this out yet, actually. but um, So I asked him about this as to why he's picking Steel. And he said, Jason's a great player. In build-up, he's better than Bart for now. Um, as his technical ability is better. I'm lucky to have these two players. The credit is of the both goalkeeper coaches. Um, they're both great for it. Sometimes you have to accept some mistakes in build-up. 
and then our style will have to defend in our style. But you know, for example, the amount of times we make mistakes, we have to just. <laughs> I'm trying to translate it because he, he he can be quite. We have to accept English, it, basically. But yes, <laughs> we have to defend our style. We have to accept our mistakes. And he says, when we play our style, it's very easy to accept and love our style, but we have to accept our bad moments too. So, uh, I suppose it's a case of just giving Bart time and and, and relying in Jason in the league. Then, yeah, I guess so. Which is a bit unfortunate because when when will that change? You hope it's going to be soon because Bart is the younger goalkeeper and probably the more valuable one and the one that will be playing for us for a lot longer than Jason Steele would, you would imagine. So in my brain, I'm thinking, obviously for the here and now, you want to put the best goalkeeper out and I completely understand that. But eventually, Bart is going to need a lot more game time to be able to maximise his potential and get, yeah, kind of get to the levels that Deserby wants him to be at. That's true. But I don't think that alone would be a good move for him at the moment. No, I don't, I don't think that that would be the right move. I think keeping him in and around the squad, getting the old game here and there, is actually a good thing in that. Um, but it is difficult because you want to give these players the amount of time, as he said with Mo Dahoud, uh, which is a good time to mention the whole Dahoud situation. Um, not similar. Literally, um, where Dahoud, where Dahoud, where Dahoud at? Where the hell is Dahoud at? <laughs> Um, is is similar but different in that you know obviously Dahoud is you'd say as I said on the podcast last week I I, I haven't seen it yet and I'm struggling to see it um, in him I, and I want to be wrong and I really hope that he does go on and prove me wrong but I think this line of where he said to us uh, in the in the end we're competing at the first level of football and you need time but sometimes football can't give you that time. I mean, he said that he's already spoken to him a lot of times. He expects more from him in terms of quality, in terms of personality, energy, enthusiasm. He said he's been very clear with him. I mean, these are big words. I mean, obviously, he's literally this, he, he is a completely a torn to hood and a whole new arsehole there because a lot of those things you've listed are what makes up a human being and footballer. You've literally listed everything. Well, it's it's a whole footballer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And he's That's not it. doing so anything. It's different right. to, obviously. No, well, he's not, is he? And that's that's the horrible bit, and I, I think that's the thing with the the Bart Verbruggen situation is I, I think everyone can see that he's a good goalkeeper. He will be there one day. Dahoud, he, he's had his time in being the youngster. He was the young wonder kid in in Dortmund, and you know struggled with injuries there. Comes over here, you can see bits and pieces where he potentially could be good. I mean, he's got a decent passing range, obviously very skillful. But is he cut out for Premier League football, Ben? I think he is maybe in the wrong team potentially, um, just for um, for what we need here and now for sure. Definitely, I think we spoke about in the last episode that he needs we we need someone defensive to play alongside him because he hasn't got the physicality to do that on his own really to play with Pascal Gross. That just yeah. be yeah that'd be curtains. But um, there's de- yeah there's definitely a player there. I don't know if this, and again I'm going to say something, but I don't know if this has just come out because of the whole Dahoud thing, and over the past few weeks it's been a bit of a conversation. But I saw a few things or heard a few things that his personality isn't the best. I know Deserby mentioned it there, but I obviously don't want to slate him for something I don't know. And again, it's just a rumor, but people have said that or heard things that he actually isn't his personality isn't the best, if that makes sense, without being too blunt. Yeah, I won't dig you out on it because I'm not going to bother asking you the questions on air but um, yeah I mean I don't I don't know Dahoud so I don't know him um, so I don't I've never met the guy I've never actually even just seen rumors, him to be fair way. around the training ground so 
Um, yeah, no, I'm not blaming you, mate. So, um, but yeah, it's an interesting situation, nonetheless. I, I, I don't. It's a very rare situation for us because we don't normally get ourselves into this. Normally, you know, we've had Aaron Connolly, perhaps, where you know he's he's not really made it like we thought he would. But I struggle to think of many where they've come in in recent years and they haven't hit the ground running, um, or yeah. at least turned into a good or where they've got the personality wrong as well i don't want to focus on this too much but because i know we have this paul barb thing no no no, we don't we we don't hire any we don't hire any dickheads which is probably why we didn't get kudos i imagine because he i think he has a bit of an ego potentially obviously apparently he's he's got a bit of an ego on him maybe smith Rowe does as well because i thought that would be quite a good signing for us and doesn't seem to be Mm. coming of anything to be honest but um yeah that's probably the last thing on the dahoot thing but um Hopefully for Brighton, for his sake, he does manage to pull things around and maybe show show his class yeah, because we all know he is a good player. Hmm, I agree, and I think it's, it's it's a good thing, isn't it? Really, what the club has here because I mean, you can see today as a, as a good example. This it's a team that wants to win. As I said, with that Jao Pedro goal, and it, it brings on nicely to the to the fourth. You know, Van Hecker is he, is a good guy. Obviously, he's, he's a very motivated guy. Apparently, very liked around everywhere, um, and you can see it. And he wants to win for the for the team. That driving run forward, Ben, was as good as a running centre back that I've ever seen, to be honest. And made even better by the Alexis McAllister esque ball across to Di Maria in the World Cup final. <laughs> it ended up being João Pedro against Stoke City in the third round of the FA Cup. But nonetheless, it was a fantastic goal, Ben. That was very good. Um... Yeah, I think every Brighton fan, when they saw him sprinting there, probably said, what the Van Hecker, but um, ting. Um, but yeah, he, he he done pretty well. It was a very good ball. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, and yeah, it's just, it was a good goal to wrap up the game, to be honest. And also, like I said earlier in the episode, the fact that he did get that own goal, and he's kind of made up for it by assisting someone else. So yeah, hats off to him. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, Van Hecker... <laughs> after the moment in the first half it's always that situation as a, as a defender you, you're either going to capitulate and fall to bits or you're going to end up redeeming yourself later in the game and that's exactly what Van Hecker did today and it's, it speaks to the volume of, of his character and that's that's the point that we're making here is you know that, that character that you want that, that will to get better to win to be just a good person as the Zerbi said so many times if you're a good person You'll get good things, and that's what he believes in, and that's his that's his philosophy. Um, perhaps that's that's what we're avoiding with other players. I don't know, but yeah, very good to see. Um, should have been more, um, to be honest. We could have gone five. Danny Welbeck, um, I thought had a great game by the way when he came on, as always, seemingly. Um, should have scored though. He has been very um, good. That, recently, that, that sort of, yeah, he just levels, isn't he? I think that's 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 it with Danny. You you see. A, a, you can tell when someone's got quality amongst the rest and I think Welbeck's one of them he comes on you can just tell mm. he's got it you know I reckon yeah, if, he's you, so reliable if you had him down the wreck somewhere and you're playing football yeah exactly if you had a kick about him down the wreck down there and you're, you're having a little kick about him he would look absolutely ridiculous because that's 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 what I'm trying to say that the levels of different players regardless of what they've whether they've flopped at different clubs is that that's that's how way you know a true footballer is I think Mm. it's interesting that it's time for Brighton he's kind of gone from that <clears throat> people kind of compared him to being a bit like a donkey didn't they um, to, whereas to now and I'm sure he did have this ability before Brighton as well he's a lot more silkier now isn't he I think maybe that's ha- that's come with age and maybe working with a lot better managers and being surrounded by better players but he's so much more silkier now than compared to 
the Danny Welbeck donkey type player that he maybe was every now and then at the beginning of his time at Brighton. But it's also a confidence thing. I mean, do you remember when we had Cashman on the uh, podcast a while ago and he said that Welbeck in training was just like an absolute joke. He would, he'd always say like, you would Mm. be by far and wide. It's him and Alana, wasn't it? They were incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I can imagine it because, you know, although he gets stick or whatever, but I don't, I don't really see it at all, to be honest. I, I, I I must be watching a different Danny Welbeck. And I think Sir Alex Ferguson said, similar didn't he when he was in the United Academy coming out about him being one of the most talented players in that academy and being one of the most talented footballers just a shame about the injuries because he could have been such a good player but yeah luckily he's reaping the rewards here he's been very good for us in the last three or four years but um okay um I think we're pretty much covered oh it's good to mention as well Jack Hinchy getting on his first uh first game for us and uh Cam Poupion as well um good to see uh hopefully we have a, boy. a couple more academy graduates yeah, it's good to see though, isn't it? I mean, Pubion was yeah. recalled from his Cheltenham loan, wasn't he? Um, potentially either he's he's in the shop window for another loan, Ben, or he's, or he's here to yeah, stay for so. perhaps the end of the season. No, I think it would be a similar story to Sarmiento. And I guess, uh, would you say Ayari's one? Is he, was he not getting the look in at Coventry? Because I know he's changed clubs very quickly. He's gone to Blackburn now, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he sort of struggled at Coventry Um Blackburn, obviously, we've got a good relationship with. Yeah. You see that video yeah, that's on Twitter. So, <laughs> that was really good. It's good, wasn't it? Yeah. No, I like I like the way we've dealt with some clubs. Like, you know, Blackburn have been good to us and we've been good to them. I think mm. it's good that you've got that relationship because you can sort of trust the players will almost go from home to home, wouldn't they? So that's a good thing, I suppose, for us. But um, hopefully, a Yari, because we can see it in him, can't we? Uh, I think he'll be okay eventually. Just He's got an absolute weldy, didn't he? the English game the season. Yeah, what the one that smacked him off the face or something like that was it? Or, or he hit him? I can't remember what it was. <laughs> oh no, I swear he actually did score. I swear he did score a worldie. Am I getting? Am I remembering it because someone put what a worldie I think by Yari? You're remembering it because yeah, I'm yeah, sure I put on there saying absolutely world class goal by Yari. I think it smacked him off the off the post or something. And yeah. um, oh, I think I, right. mate, as people fell for it, this is how dumb people are. Like people was like, oh, right, oh, how cheers, do you mate. think that's a good goal? I was like, mate, you had to be there, you had to be there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, cool. I think we're done in terms of games. Injuries. Stuff, I think we've mentioned, yeah, injuries. Um, obviously we've got, so let's, let's go through who's back in the, the five to six week bracket. And Deserby couldn't confirm whether that's going to be for the first team, whether that's going to be training, he couldn't actually say because he doesn't know himself. So if, if Deserby doesn't know, then we certainly don't. Um, but from what he's been told by his medics, is that five to six weeks on uh, Karimatoma, Simon Odingra, Julio and Ciso, and Ansu Fati. Um, so there's four absolutely massive, massive players for us, Ben. I mean, these are names that are game I just want to see Nciso you know, play again, mate. I just want to see Nciso. Mitoma, Fatih, Adingra, and Cesar, like these are big game players. Yeah. These are players that could play top level. Wasn't Cesar's last game Wolves away? That's a hell of a long time ago. Yeah, you might. Mm, that second game of the season. You wasn't might be it? right. I remember. <clears throat> I think Marches was definitely. Uh, actually, I think you're right. No, Marches was City, and then yeah, that was that was Wolves. I think. I think you're right in saying. Because um, he's done it in training, didn't but yeah, he, afterwards. We'll hope for the best. <clears throat> yeah, so we hope we hope that they're all coming back in a month's time, but we don't know. Someday. I don't think anyone really knows, to be honest. But 
Um, we, we've done our injury roundup from what we've been told, and that's as much as probably you you and me both know living, sitting at home. But um, okay, Ben, I think that's just about everything. In the next round of the FA Cup, is there any wants? Would you want a, a lower side or do you want a, a bigger team to get them out of the way with or you don't really care? I, the thing about the FA Cup, I love playing teams that you don't normally play. I think it really frustrates me when you get a Premier League team and you're a Premier League team. Um, yeah, even when I play football manager and you think it off oh, entering the fourth round first game and you get given Man City and you're thinking for fuck's sake like my objective here is to have a little cup run from Tony Bloom but I can't even do that because I'm going to get battered by City so it would be nice to get another another team maybe Ipswich could be quite nice seeing, so we can build a relationship with Kieran McKenna even more that could be quite nice <laughs> Do you, do you, would you like to go on this cup run this year then, Ben? Do you, you know, obviously, Deserby's taking it seriously, which oh, comes as somewhat of a surprise, but do you want to go on another one or, or not? Or, you know, would you rather focus on Europa League? And, it's just and so many games, mate. Take on a third so competition. Many, so mm. many games, so many injuries we've already got. It would just be a bit more... Well, I mean, you can't you can't give up, can you? So the best the best you can do is play the, your best and try your best at every single game, which Potter Deserby always did, does. Mate. We just got knocked out. Yeah, do you remember against Sheffield Wednesday uh, at oh, home? I think we lost yeah. 1-0 and it was a game that we literally tried to lose. Like, it was the most unwatchable thing. Was it? Did Adam um, Reach score for them? Was it Adam Reach? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, and I remember Mope threw the ball at someone's head once. And <laughs> almost like he wanted to get sent off. Um, it was really a really weird game right literally yeah, like you know when you walk out of a game and you're like what a waste of time that was and that was literally one of those i mean it was um i remember watching them fa cup games of hewton with 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 potter we just wanted to get knocked out we just wanted to focus on the league but um yeah i think deserve is a bit different to that i think we'll be going for everything um just looking okay, through ben, some I think of the pictures today everything. quickly ryan so i can tell you what teams are left uh lower level wise um maidstone made Maidstone, yeah, they beat Stevenage one 0 So fair play to them. Yeah. Uh, anyone else needs Sutton there? League two, though, aren't they? So they're not. Uh, Eastley, are oh, they drew? So they'll be going to a replay. Uh, and currently, as we're doing, the Sheffield Sheffield Wednesday beating Cardiff, Borough Villa nil nil, Chelsea Preston nil. Chelsea haven't scored against Preston. It's twenty seventh minute. That's shocking. Um. Yeah, I think that's about it. They're gonna I lose. Don't know what Sunday games are like. That would be incredible for loads of reasons. Let's play Wrexham. Wrexham or... Uh, yeah, Wrexham or... Who's the first one I said? Ipswich. We played Wrexham a while ago, didn't we? In the FA Cup, if I remember. And they, they held us to a replay, didn't they? What, were we talking 90s or were you talking early 2000s? <laughs> no, no. 2012, probably, I'd say. I remember they holding us to a replay. and I remember... Yeah... Yeah, second season champ, maybe first season. Oh, fair. Um, see, random games, mate. This is what the FA Cup does. It reminds you of Stoke in 2011. Cup. It reminds me of Wrexham in 2012. It's magic, mate. So I would like, personally, not too low, because I always feel like a, a <clears throat> Maidstone or something away would just beat us. Um, but I would, I would quite fancy, no, they like, wouldn't. A, if there's any championship, championship league one teams, I, I don't mind that. Um Premier League, I agree, it's boring because we play them every day. It's just annoying, really. So, yeah, I'd quite like a, a championship team. Or... I genuinely think we're too good know. to slip up slip up on banana skins now. Like like you said, if we lost to Maidstone, maybe a few years ago we would have. I think we're better than <laughs> We're too good for that now. Like, even our third team should be able to do that. And the football we play as well should get us past Maidstone. 
No Mate, if we played Maidstone, I'd want Steel, a Stupinian, <laughs> Dunk, Van Hecker. Like I'd want the full lot against them. I would not want to take Preserve a single chance. Do that as well. If we got a chance in the first minute, score it. If we get another one, score it. Yeah, like I would Ruthless. take I, like no mercy then, mate. Because honestly, I just don't trust it. Don't trust it. But I do you remember. I think it was um, Pep City against Rotherham, and I think that he put the literal full side of City out and beat them eight <laughs> nil. Just to make sure that they didn't. Um, yeah, that's the sort of thing I want to see. Um, all right, I think we're done here, Ben. Um, yeah. Good to see you. We'll speak again Thanks. soon, I'm sure. Who's next? Um, oh, we've got a big bit the winter break now, haven't we? Which is, which is quite nice. Wolves, after the restart, um, 22nd of January, got a bit of a wait now. Yeah, so Monday night. A couple of weeks off. Uh, I'm sure we'll probably... Love to see it. Home game, back at the Amex. Um, I'm, a, nice I'm in the West Upper for that maybe one. Maybe get a Ryan, different piece of content in, Ben, next week. Oh, God, I, think I can't get away the half time. That's, that's a pain. If I right. stand in my seat for a bit, then I might get away with it. Um, no, I'm joking. Maybe I'll see you at half time, mate. But um, yeah, <clears throat> let's, let's make a plan. And I want to hear some thoughts in the comments because I don't want to hear any, any trying to escape in this from Ben and Maz. And I'm going to put him under the spotlight here. Think of a different sort of video that we could do next week because it's a break and there's nothing going on um, in terms of football anyway. And I want us to do a different sort of video. Um, I don't know what it is. I want to hear some thoughts in the comments and I want to see what people think because I want to see what you want to see from us. But because obviously there's no Brighton on. and there's... Otherwise, we just leave the account dead for a week. What's the point? We can easily get another couple of thousand views. We might... Ben gets a break. Um... That's the point. It's a winter break for Ben as well, not just the players. <clears throat> How boring is that? how boring <laughs> no, I'm just kidding um, but yeah anyways let us know in the comments we'll see you soon we'll see you before uh, all of the craziness against Wolves Ben thank you for joining me mate make sure you follow all of our socials like comment subscribe and we'll see you very very soon and goodbye days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com and there it is that's as good as it gets on this stage nissan townstar ev strikes again it's an unstoppable van unstoppable Look, just fantastic you can actually see the pro pilot technology in action effortless parallel parking it moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty and with a bench full of all-star van experts there's real strength in depth here that's all-star quality search nissan townstar ev and visit your local all-star van center to see for yourself Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.